What's up, everybody? Welcome to Working On It, a podcast that follows creatives, makers, and doers working on projects between and after hours. I'm Jack Chacon, and I'm here with my co-host, Gemma DeLog. What's up, everybody? So every week, we'll be interviewing guests to discover useful tips, tricks, and inspiration on topics like time management, work-life balance, motivation, and much more. Today, we have my brother from another mother, literally known this kid for what, like six years, seven years? And a long time. It's it's been a while, actually. Yeah, it really has been a while. Um, We have the very talented rapper, Era Hardaway. How's it going? Peace, peace, peace. How are y'all? We're good, we're good. Um, So for everyone at home, just to kind of give us like a little, uh, like a picture of like, you know, who you are and like what kind of music you make, uh, can you just kind of describe your music? Yeah, um, so it's hip hop, of course. Um, mainly, I mean, it's it's, it's hard. I'm, I would say one word is versatile. Um, I got a lot of versatility. Um, I could give you something that bangs, you know what I'm saying? Something that you could crank at a party, and I could give you something that's going to motivate you to get up off your ass and work, you know? So, I mean, compare and contrast. So, but um, to describe me, above all, I would say I'm just like a... I said, just like a like a, a natural born hustler to a degree, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm always gonna make a way out of something, you know, or I'm always gonna find a way to get something done and get something accomplished. And through my music, I motivate others to do the same, you know. And then it's giving them my stories and me, you know, along with that of you know the support, the backing of, you know, making something out of nothing. So, yeah, definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so being from Virginia. Uh, as I am myself, uh, I feel like you come up listening to a, a unique mixture of music. You have like a lot of different influences. I feel like you listen to like a lot of like, I feel like you almost get on to like whatever was happening like in the southern part of the United States around the same time getting onto the shit that's happening in the northern part of the United States. You got like DC, you got GoGo. I know you grew up closer to DC than I did too. <laughs> yeah. so I feel like you probably even had more of that than I did. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us how being from VA shapes your music. And I don't even know if this is the most relevant part of this conversation, but I was like, look, I'm not gonna have a rapper from VA come on my show and not fucking talk about some music. Yeah, yeah. like, it, it's crazy because like, I have multiple influences. So yeah, I'm born in Fredericksburg, Virginia. My dad's from Newark, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. My mom's from Fredericksburg. So I have house influences, like house music. My dad used mm-hmm. to always bump house music, like in, in the house. He's a DJ, so he always used to do house mixes, you know what I'm saying? But he was a DJ, so and he used to DJ for parties, so we also played the top hits, you know what I'm saying? So I was yeah. getting influences from everywhere. And then being he's from New York, so I got that that up north feel. Like, I, as a younger kid, I'd take trips up, trips up north and, you know what I'm saying, and just get to yeah. embrace that culture. But it's like when I be in Virginia, you know, especially in Fredericksburg, you get the mainstream and then you get the go-go, you know what I'm saying? So... Yeah. And that's 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 where my love for Gogo came, you know. So um like those are my influences. Now, as far as like coming up who I would listen to, like like one of my main influences was uh Jay Dilla. Um mm. I just always even now, like that's still my favorite artist. If anybody if any if you wanna know my number one artist, it's Dilla. You know it's wild? We actually uh I got a a vinyl copy of like Jay Dilla's Donuts, which was just like a bunch of his like tracks or whatever. And uh, so we actually called, we were actually, me and Jonah were sitting in my apartment trying to come up with a name for this podcast. Yeah. And then we were listening to the one uh, track, I forget what it's called, but it, it just randomly, it's like, working on it. Yeah, that's what it's called, working on it. Work, yeah, working yeah, on it. That's working literally on. where we got the name for the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're really we like, wanted, wow, we really can't use a song, but we really uh, wanted to use a song. We wanted to use a sound bite off of it so bad, but then we're just like, I, we none of us has enough money to even try to figure out how to do that. <laughs> I mean, it, it all works. I mean, true. You're right, though, because you do got to pay some people. So, but I mean, oh, yeah. And then how are we going to look having people on who make music and not paying people for music? Right. Yeah, exactly. I feel you. Yeah. Don't be hypocrites there. <laughs> like, who else was, like, some of your influences? On him, Currency. Definitely Currency. Like, mm-hmm. I started listening to Currency in middle school. Like, and he taught me my, like, it was like, 
he taught me the game per se, like when it came down to like women and when it came down to swag and style, you know, yeah. he's one of them people and he's an independent artist. So I was definitely influenced by him. Like, like he just, just to see him do him for so many years and never switch up his style and make success off it, yo, it really inspired me. Um, him, um, Jay grinding for a while too. I feel like he's like, and then it's like the, but it shows you the independent route, like you know what I'm saying? Like, so I mean, not to not to get on a gotta get on a tangent, but it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like so all right, people don't understand the 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 concept of being like an independent artist and really honing in on your fans. Five hundred fans, die hard, gonna come anywhere I go, you know what I'm saying? Or gonna come to any venue. I, that's all I need for real. Every time I do a show, I got a hundred diehard fans. It's ten dollars a show. I got a thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's nothing. So it's like cool. They rocking with me, and then all you do is just cultivate that. You you make them be the camaraderie. You yo, yeah, y'all y'all rocking with me here. Here's some free gear. Y'all rocking with me here. Discount to my free show. Matter of fact, you put your friend on, I give you a discount. When they buy a ticket, you know what I'm saying? Things of that nature. You gotta get creative, you know what I'm saying? Especially in these times. So it's like he really showed me that though. Like he showed me that I could make the music that I wanna make because somebody out there is gonna feel me, regardless. You know what I'm saying? It's all about marketing and getting it to the most ears, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I could like if I could get if I could get it in a hundred thousand people ears, I bet you twenty thousand people gonna rock with my stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it's like mm-hmm. that's all it is. Once once you get past the creative part and, and understanding the creativity and knowing how to control and work your creativity, then the other half is business. And once you get past, once you master that business and marry with the creativity, it's flawless. You know what I'm saying? So it's like listening to currency though, like that's what inspired me, like just to be on, be myself. Like, okay, I know I'm not, I'm not doing this. Like, you know, you sometimes when you early in the game as an independent artist, you'd be like, man, I'm making my music, but is it good? Do I gotta sound like anybody else? Do I gotta follow somebody else's footsteps? And it's like just hearing him was like, nah, stay down and do you. Fuck all that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't yeah. you know what I'm saying? Don't follow no trends. Don't follow nothing. Just do what you gotta do and enjoy doing it. And like that's what I do. I enjoy like my studio is my happy place. You know what I'm saying? That's why like I book studio time. I know it's a business side, but while I'm in the studio, no, nah, we having fun. You know what I'm saying? Like me and all my all my friends. You know what I'm saying? Like well, not all my friends, but just my my associates and my business partners. You know what I'm saying? Like. And I got certain people around that help me do it. You know, like my man Blake, he helps me like, like uh, coming with the music. Like, cause sometimes I won't write. I just hop in the booth and just, you know, bar for bar, just come off the head, and he'll just be there to guide and direct. He's like, no, I think you should do it this way, or I think you should go this way with it. You know what I'm saying? You should say this word instead of that word. Like, and it's yeah. it's just a great thing of having a team. But yeah, so currency showed me that you got uh most deaf, definitely most deaf. Jay Z. Biggie, um, I'm trying to think of who else I was really like listening to coming up. I was I listened to a lot of Tribe coming up, Tribe Called Quest, yeah. um, Tribe Diggable Planets, um, Diggable Planets, and just like a lot of like Nas, you know what I'm saying? Just I was I was really like locked into like the '90s era and that golden era, you know. And it's funny too, cause like even with like Jay Z, like I didn't really listen to Reasonable Doubt till like eighteen. Like I didn't understand it. You feel Yo, me? Yo, I don't think I did either. When I when I finally got onto it though, I was like, this is his best album. It's a hip hop bible. That's what I say. Reasonable Doubt is a hip hop bible, yo. Cause I, yeah. no matter how long, like it's been. So what you want to say? I came out here in two thousand eleven. That's the first time I really started diving into Reasonable Doubt. So what, what was that, nine years? Nine years, yeah. and I can still go back to that album and get gems from it, you know what I'm saying? That's another example, too, like with music. like, And that's another thing about being an artist, yo. You got to put things in your music that people can learn from. The main reason why I listen to, to Reasonable Doubt is because it's a lot of wisdom in there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I could come back to that, like, you know what I'm saying? like. You know, let the mother niggas get the fame. Skip, no, he said, let the mother niggas get the name. Skip the fame. Ten thousand, hundred G's. Keep your shit the same. Like stuff like that. Like it's that's well, that's wisdom you can't really get. And to keep playing it back and having it on repeat, man, it's great, man. Does, like, does Jay Z ever get too? Does he ever give you too much advice? 
Yeah, you too much. Because I feel like on his on the four forty four thing, like I loved it, but there's also some tracks where I was just like, like you know, you listen to it once or twice, but I'm not gonna be able to repeatedly listen to it because it's just like I feel like I'm like getting a real estate class right now or some shit. Like you know what I mean? Like what I would say is not because is there any is there ever such thing as too much advice? Like, well, I mean, no. It's, it's for, I'm it's, like, I don't need a TED talk to a beat. I was gonna watch a TED talk or listen to a beat. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's where he was at at the time, though. Like then, that's just, hey, but it is impressive to be like to to for me to think in my mind that's a TED talk to a beat, but then be like, yeah, kind of like it was actually pretty like informational and everything. Yeah, but it's like then it, then it's like digesting the music. Like at his at his age, he's like fifty. He was going through a lot at that time, like where he was. Like, and that's the thing with, with time. Time brings change and people either grow or they stay stagnant. And when you grow, you're not gonna be the same person you was 10, 20 years ago. You know what I'm saying? So the music's not gonna be the same. So that's what he was giving you. Like he's he's really being reflective, you know what I'm saying? He's not the young street dude that you used to know. Now he's grown up, he has kids. He's actually, had, he's in a position of power. Like, and you see how he moves. Like he really doesn't do too many interviews. He doesn't have to speak too much and it's, and it's I like the way he carries himself. People try to bash him and try to say that he's he's a capitalist and this, that, and the third. But I'm like, yo, like at, at the same time, we have a we have a black face in capitalism. Like I, I'd rather have that than have all these white faces in capitalism. To be honest with you, like why is everybody mad at capitalism, man? Because people don't understand concepts, and people people always think that life should be fair. People have this underarching concept in their mind that it's not fair. Like I'm like. It's no such thing as being fair, man. You just gotta live your if life. If you really truly, if you really truly, if if life was fair, we would all be LeBron James. Like you know what I'm saying? I would be able to like windmill dunk a basketball. Mm-hmm. So I'll speak up against capitalism because of hey. course, Gemma. <laughs> it's yeah. just more about the exploitation of of people, and and again it goes back to kind of access and you know uh i mean i don't think i'm gonna articulate this well uh because i've also kind of just let myself lay back and just and just well just like listen but i don't know it's just like the exploitation of people and resources and it usually is against people of color and it's usually like like you know like exploiting um communities at least in my opinion, like exploiting communities. And it's also like this idea that we have to be materialistic. Like one of these things, like when I grew up and I, I mean, I like, I have an Android phone and one of the biggest arguments I used to like, like get into, like I couldn't afford an iPhone. My family could not afford an iPhone, uh, but everyone would like make fun of me. Like, oh, yo, you don't have an iPhone and you don't have this. You don't have that. I'm like, what does material things ever do for me as a value as a person and it's the mindset as the like material goods elevate your status or you know and and it's like i get that you know if you have more money you can afford more things but again it's also like the circulation of money and the way that it circulates and again it's that that ability to like access things and it's not that we can't ever say that we won't be able to achieve that that's definitely not the case it's just much harder and it's always for me going to be tied into privilege and white supremacy so that's what <laughs> I, think, I think the trick is though i think the trick is though is that in all cases you have to try to like examine it as objectively as possible and you have to make sure you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater because the real crime isn't capitalism. The real crime is the, the crimes that were committed. Yeah, it's the people who did it. It's like the people who committed crimes in the name of capitalism for the same reason that it's like for me to like run a pyramid scheme would be capitalism, but it would also be a crime. Like the same way that like the United States emerged as an economic powerhouse because of slavery. Mm. That's America's original sin. But you know, at the same time, it's like capitalism is not synonymous with slavery. Like you can run a capitalist society a million different ways. It's just that the way that we did it was wrong. And capital, the one, the one downside of capitalism though, is that capitalism has this, uh, and this, this might be kind of deep. Like I might be like, just going way too deep on this one, but basically capitalism has this thing where 
And the reason that everybody believes in it is that it's relying on greed and people's natural inclinations, the way that people naturally do things, right? So what ends up happening is that everybody tries to get a competitive advantage and everybody tries to keep competing, 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 and doing all these little things to get an edge up. And then what you start to realize is that people who collect an advantage on like the ground floor, they get to the next level, they collect an advantage there to get to the next level. And as they keep collecting advantages, they keep making it harder for people who are lower down, like on the line to compete because that's a huge advantage. And if you have the ability to do that, why would you not? That's how you compete. Like you do whatever you can to get an edge. But the thing is, is that in that system, once somebody gets a huge competitive advantage and you're starting to limit the people that can get up there, what's up happening is you have a, a smaller group of people who has a huge advantage over a larger group of people. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is a larger group of people is always more powerful than a smaller group of people. So what ends up happening is it resets itself over time. Right now we're in the early stages of a reset, I believe. I think that we're about to get redistributed a little bit and it's about to be a little bit more fair. But the problem is, and this is the thing that sucks about it, is that the human lifespan is like 60, 70 years, 80 years, something like that. Um, and these changes occur not on a human uh, timeline. They occur on like a several humans timeline. It's the same reason that slavery happened, you know, you know, a long time ago, but we're still dealing with the issues from slavery. And it's the same thing with capitalism. Capitalism is not inherently evil. It's just that it doesn't operate on our timeline. Uh, I was gonna say on and it's like like we gotta look at the people who actually <clears throat> how they move with the money, how they actually implement it. Like um like that's why I respect Jay for how he moves. Like he's he's really put his money to free a lot of people, put money on a lot of people's lawyers, actually pay for people's lawyers. Rock yeah. Nation, he has Rock Nation Sports. So he has agents that represent us. For It's like for us buyers, you know what I'm saying? So, and that's what he's building. He has Tidal. Tidal's the only streaming service that's owned by him and it's black owned, you feel what I'm saying? And they pay the most royalties though. Out of, out of, they pay the most streaming royalties, like out of, out of sure. all the streaming services. Like I'm sure they do, but yeah. I mean, you put that you put the capitalist uh, element in there. I don't know if they're going to compete long term. I think they are because of what they. It's it's like they gonna have to diversify. You you're right. They are they are gonna have to diversify. But one thing they do offer is like not only their content because they have exclusive content. That's like it's almost like what BT was supposed to be now if they was owned by the, the original owner, yo. Like, cause their content that they have, yo, makes you want to go and get a, a actual subscription, yo. Like, even with the whole, like, when, uh, the whole- Wait, the title or you talking about BET? Title. I said yeah. title is what BET should have grown into. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they, if they was with the same management, but it's like, now the way they have to diversify is they have to make, like, it's like they have to, Cause the high quality streaming was what was what really what you bought into for title, but Spotify is already giving that when you get premium, and then Apple Music their quality is already like at a level where it's like it's right at that level where people can't determine like they don't it's not it's not really a care you feel me engineers yeah. and me it might be a care like we gonna hear it but to the regular eye the regular consumer they gonna be like man this this is fine for me you know what I'm saying so they're gonna have to diversify but. It's just like the fact that he even has that product out there, like that's that's still powerful within itself. You know what I'm saying? So, and it's it's like you say, it's just the people in capitalism, like and how they do it, like because people always like people the, the rich stay rich because, like I said, they 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 rob from the poor, like they take from they they use the poor's labor in order to make themselves rich, and then how they keep their money is they just use tax codes and try to use tax evasion. You know what I'm saying? Quote unquote. I mean, it's it's loopholes in the law, but that's how they save their money through taxes. I mean, taxes. You think, think, think Jay Z is paying all his taxes there? Probably not. I mean, you know, even, even even Absolutely. even even Nip said that he said cook. He said uh, he said one of his lines though. He said cook the books like yeah. And I was like, I already knew he was talking about. You know how you cook the books like with accounting. That means you you know you right. you know you messing with some money. But it's like damn, like you gonna have to because it's like in this in this peripheral in this country like it's really like really fuck the government if you really think about it like why am i going to give taxes to you and y'all don't even do nothing for me like it's nothing but, see, but i will say this too though it's not it's not that the government is inherently bad it's the people in the government yeah you're right it's the same thing as capitalism it's not it's not an inherently bad system if you're going to replace it you have to replace it with something better 
and but you, you have to come up with something better. And you because... also have to replace the laws that are in place that benefit the rich and you know benefit oh, yeah, the sure. you know that and it's just it, yeah and it's just like one of those things i think that if it was more yeah you know if we didn't if america didn't start the way that it did and there was actually equal opportunity and there were diverse i think capitalism is good on paper until it gets ex- executed in a way in the way that it is now and and yeah because like the the competition is good but like also we have like monopolies you know like we see that so we saw that in like jack in, in our in our job like we're oh. like media companies own the same freaking mag like the like one whole company can own like 20 different magazines and it's just like well hard for publications to even make it unless you, you know I, mean? <laughs> I can enlighten you so please do please do <laughs> i just left the space when i was like go ahead <laughs> when i was out la right all the major labels right next to each other. Like four mm-hmm. major labels, one building on the left, four major labels, one building on the right. And you wanna know what's funny, like I was doing the research, yo, like it's 11 people that own all the major labels in the world, 11, mm-hmm. 11 people. And the majority, none of those people are black, of course. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But it's like, they really, they real live, like they have, like they're so up there that they'll press a, like it does send an email to the head of one of the companies, like, yo, we want this type of music. We don't want, like, 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 if you wonder why it's a certain type of music, you wonder why a lot of artists dyeing their hair, wearing the man purses, skinny jeans, auto-tuned out, tats on their face. Cause a man sent that email like, yo, this is the artist that we're looking for. This is the yeah. artist that I want. For. The next, yeah. They don't fit this category right here. Forget about them. You know what I'm saying? Like. To a clip, I'm gonna add, Lil Uzi Vert, and I'm just gonna let you do whatever you need to do. No. Man, I'm about to tell you, because Lil Uzi, I'm not gonna like I like Lil Uzi Vert, right? You I Lil Uzi. You can't like you can't not and like even yeah. though even though he does fit that narrative, but it's still like it's still like you could tell. Like you could like he he was kind of like the start of the wave, like, but you could tell like that it's certain things that the, the, the industry promotes and the industry wants. Like yeah. that's why you see all these rappers. I that's and that's why I try to tell people, I'm like, yo. It's a facade, yo. Don't take anything on face value. You see all these rappers with these big chains and this money and everything like that. And I'm like, yo, that's that's you don't know if that's a loan. You don't even know if the money's real, because a lot of the money is prop money. You know what I'm saying? You don't know if the diamond does the label own it. Does the label own it? Because if you get a peripheral with a loan, this is two ways you get a loan, 360 deal, or they just give you a loan. Like they just be like, Yeah, yeah, you got your own label. Get a loan, you know. We're gonna loan you some money for your label. You run that. This is like, like a lot of these record labels will just own a bunch of like sick cars and like of places to live and shit, and like we'll just let you like use it until you cool off, and then they'll be like, all right, well, you gotta get out of here now because we're about to move somebody else in. You like, feel me? And like, and that's that's what made me start my own label because it's like, yo, yeah. if, we, if 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 all this is going on, like, why would I even want to be in the industry, like? Yeah. I like I said, I already have my following. I'm gonna just keep honing in on my following. I don't I don't need the industry or nothing like that. The only time I need the industry, like and, and you'll see certain artists that do it, like Nip did it, Freddie Gibbs just did it. It's when you got to Yeah, Freddie Gibbs. Oh, that's another one. I love, I love Freddie Gibbs, man. I was on to him like I like I pride myself in finding some people early. That's like my baby. <laughs> I found him mad. You got yeah. I'm gonna send you his boiler room set. Did you see me perform with Mad Lib on his boiler room set? I don't think so. Maybe. Oh my so. god, it was so live. Yes, I wish we were there. But no, but look. Um, but like, so when you get to a certain buzz, right? That's when the labels will partner with you because they know like you have a strong enough following to where like, all right, yeah, we can't pimp you, but we can still make money off you. You know what I'm saying? Like. So like when you see a lot of artists before they actually get mainstream, when you see them dropping mixtapes instead of albums, the reason why they drop mixtapes is because mixtapes can't be accounted for when they go into these industry meetings. So 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 versus so you got artist A who drops a lot of mixtapes and has a heavy buzz versus artist B who drops a lot of albums. You know what I'm saying? Artist yeah. A drop mixtapes. So when he goes in there, yeah, he got a heavy buzz, but they can't account no numbers to it to tell him what number they could give him. So off rip, he could just give it like, yo, you got to pay me a mil. And they can't really be like, well, 
we, we're not going to pay you a meal because you don't do these numbers. Now, if you sold albums, they could calculate that number and be like, this is exactly what you get. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you know why, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so like that's why that's why I nip waited so long to drop Victory Lap. Victory Lap was supposed to Ben came out. If you were a Nip fan, you know he's been working on that. Everybody's been waiting for a Victory Lap. So, with all the mixtapes leading up to it, like when it finally dropped, he was in them label meetings and they they had to partner with him. They they couldn't own fifty one percent. They couldn't own. I mean, fifty percent. They had they had to do fifty fifty. You know what I'm saying? Like and even in a partnership, it's like damn, if one partner don't agree, it's kind of hard to, you know what I'm saying, finagle out the situation. So I would say, I say if you all just get forty, I mean, own fifty one and make them own forty nine, you know what I'm saying? But you yeah. know, fifty fifty two, but it, it was still good with fifty fifty. So and then it's just like even with Gibbs, like Gibbs just signed the Warner uh, Warner Music Group, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he ain't just signed and got a three sixty deal. No, this man is doing. Crazy numbers, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. crazy numbers has critically acclaimed albums, classic albums. You you did two albums with Madlib, the legend. The, the, come on, man! Like so, it's yeah. like it's going to show and prove. Like they, you can't just you're not gonna be able to just pimp him. Be like, yeah, we give you three sixty deal. Nah, they gonna have to pay bread up front. They gonna have to probably pay him a mil, and it's not even in advance. It's probably just a mil for him just to get one of his albums so they can push it, and he still gets a cut off. You know what I'm saying? It's not in advance. They probably just want to pay him for his services. Usually, with an advance, they come out of your check, and you got to recoup that money. You know what I'm saying? Devonte, you just you have said so at least three different things that I want to like expand on so goddamn much. You're like you're like a human Google machine. You're like a human Alexa right now. I'm just like, Era, what's the weather today? You're on some extra crazy shit right now. Yeah. Yeah, you you look like you wanted to ask something earlier. You got to ask that, and then I got to. I'm gonna dive. I know, well, like I have so many things I want to ask about because you, I like you, like everything you're saying. I'm like, I want to learn more about that. <laughs> but I mean, I think just kind of back to a bit of what we're talking about. I think that the way that we can switch things right now, like you have your own record label, is to, and even mm. what we we're talking about before we started recording is investing in black businesses investing in our own communities and we are the majority and we have the say to be like yeah you know we're gonna invest in this because they are first they're inclusive they you know it's black owned you know stuff like that and so i think it's really cool that you also have um an independent label and i i guess we'll just kind of go in that direction for now again i have so many questions but (laughs) this is like super interesting um so tell me can you tell us more about your uh record label yeah so my, my label is um real is rare the label so um and um it's an acronym for real um it's respect equality authenticity and loyalty so real is rare so that's rare to us you know uh-huh. what i'm saying so um uh i started it uh december 9th of 2019 that's why I got the LLC. You know, I had it before then, but I just, you know, decided to execute it then. And um, I started just because, like I said, I don't, I'm not going to sign to anybody. If I'm going to sign to anybody or do any deals with anybody, they're going to have to go through my label anyway. You know what I'm saying? And it gives me protection. You know, so I'm protected by the corporate veil. You know, they can't. They have to pitch the corporate veil in order to sue me or order to get to me. And even if they like, even without pitching the corporate veil, I'm protected, so I don't have to. If, that's, if if I if they try to sue me, they don't have to sue the label. They can't sue me directly unless they really have some hard litigation to sue me. So, um, <clears throat> but I started it because I know, like, with the direction I'm headed, and it's a lot of things that's going on. That's why I haven't dropped any new music just yet because a lot of talks in the works, and I actually have gotten to sit down with some people who actually are in the industry, and you know what I'm saying, talk to my music, and I'm getting them to push my music. So, um. But I wanted to build that for Virginia. There's not really no independent labels in Virginia that's really cultivating our sound. There's not really cultivating the artists down here. And what are talking about hair wave? Man, I mean, they cool. You know what, what I'm saying? you think about that though? What do you think about that? I mean, I think it's awesome. I mean, I, I like I like the fact that Pusha T offered the opportunity because and like with anything, I don't feel like anybody's obligated to do a damn thing for anybody. You feel what I'm saying? Like he didn't have to come back and make a label for anything. He could have just stayed where he was at and did what he was doing. So that's all automatically love just for doing that in itself. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people be like, oh, why he ain't signed this person? This person deserves it. It's like, yo, it's not about that right now. You know what I'm saying? 
Like, and I, I don't know. Is he all 757 artists? Or is he all? Nah, nah, the first artist he signed was from Petersburg. His name Kyrie 1K. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, yeah. I mean, he's okay. You know what I'm saying? It's not my cup of tea for real, but it's like, I understand. Like, you made it. This is this is a, a, a young black man from, from poverty. You feel me? And you brought him out and gave him an opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Who, who, like that's that's why that's why I don't understand people's hatred like of who's deserving. Like it's not about who's deserving. It's like you provide an opportunity for somebody to make a name for themselves and actually give them a, a plate to eat, other than going down the negative route. Like I got to support that all the way. You know what I'm saying? Like now, now yeah. like, like yeah, I do feel like he should have signed somebody from home first. Yeah, of course, but that's not that's not my decision, yo. If it was my decision, I'm gonna make my own label and do the same thing. You feel me? Like. I don't depend, yeah. you feel me? You, like one of the rules I always stick by is you never depend on another man for your success. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you never depend on another man for your success. Yo, like, I, I don't care. Martin, this is why we get along so goddamn well. <laughs> like that's like literally like one of my like core tenants in my life. I'm like, why would I ever wait for anybody to do anything? Exactly, yo. That's insane. And it's nutty, bro. And it's just like, how, you, how can you complain about that? It's like, yo. You complaining about somebody who went out and started their own thing to do what they wanted to do, and you're mad because they did what they wanted to do. Like that no, 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 no. It's not mad. They're mad because they didn't do it. Yeah, that too. That's really what it is. That's really yeah. what it is. So many people have the ability to go out and do something entrepreneurial for themselves, but they're scared. You know, uh, lazy. It could be a million different things, but it's usually when people are mad at somebody else for something like that. Mm-hmm. Really, they're just mad at themselves because they didn't get their shit together. They ain't doing it in their time. Go ahead. Is it fair to also maybe like add into the equation to like maybe again like lack of resources that can be harder to get if you're you know if like uh, when I left art school and went to art school, I like I mean I know where to get this, but if I wanted to do darkroom photography, like or film i don't have the chemicals to do it i don't have a dark room you know stuff like that to uh i guess but or, or even like printers to print prints but i mean obviously like like i have access to internet i can google that shit mm-hmm. luckily you know like i know that i have it but you know there are some people that don't have those things it's also also fair that's like also harder to um what, like what, what do you think about that um I understand that wholeheartedly because it's it trust me, like I go I go to different cities and I'm like like even in Atlanta, like Atlanta's been one of the places I've been loving and I am looking probably to move to, you know what I'm saying, like for a year or two. Nah, I love it down there. But look Come to Philly. Come to Philly. Nah, but look, so I live in Philly, man. Come on, it'd be so much fun. Nah, hold on, man. I don't know, man. We, we, it's we cold, man but it's all right. You, you just get a park, baby. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, so it's like I like on one hand, yeah, it's not enough resources. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not enough resources. And then I feel like if it was enough resources, people wouldn't be so thirsty. Like, like it's like out here, it's a concept where it's like, if you locally famous, you locally famous. And I want, like, it's like, yeah, I might want to see you do better, but don't do better than me. Like, and, and then like people, people might not admit that, but that's how, that's the feeling. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I don't like that because I'm never one to hold back or, you know what I'm saying? Try to hold nuts on anybody. Like I, I if I got the, if I got the, the, the knowledge to push you forward, yeah. and the only thing I gotta do is speak and give you the knowledge. You feel me? I'm gonna give you the knowledge because what, what, what is? I'd rather see you do better because if you go far, that's one for VA. That's one for Virginia. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, yeah. but people don't understand that concept. But then it's like on the other hand, it's like out of lack of resources comes the best creativity, like. You know That's true, saying? though. Yeah. Like it, it makes you work your muscle. It's like, like you know what I'm saying. It's like, it's like, damn, like, okay, like I know there's a lack of resources out here, so therefore, it's like, okay, that's cool, like, but that's what brings the best music, like, and I meet the best producers, and I, I'm able to link with people who actually it makes the process greater. Like, I, like if you know your destination, you know what I'm saying, and you know where you're going, all you gotta do is just live in the moment and live in the process, yo. Like each step. Make sure it's memorable, mm-hmm. document it. You know what I'm saying? Like, make it feel. Because once you get to once you get to where your destination is, you're gonna look back and be like, damn, man, I remember I was just here. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I planned it out. Now I'm here. Like, so it's like along the way as I meet these people and different producers, man. It's like I'm making real connections. That's why I say real is real. Like I'm making actual real connections. But I'm not just, mm-hmm. oh yeah, let's work because you got the hottest buzz. Nah, man. I seen people with the hottest buzz and they the, the fakest people in the world. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not about that. It's about yo. Your... names. I'm, I don't, I don't spell names. I'm like, I'm like, I'm it's like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, just starting the label is just to, to give that opportunity to others and also hone in on the team because I know I can't do it myself. And my team really keeps me grounded and, and really keeps me focused and, and makes it real. So it's like, once we do get to a sustainable part and we generating revenue, we can start putting people on. Like I couldn't, cause we got the ear for it already. We know the talent. Now it's just all about cultivating the talent and the sound and, and getting it out right. And I don't want these young artists to think they gotta go to a label and, and get dick. And then now they whole career done and they don't even feel like rapping no more. I'd rather have them be protected. It's like, little bro, like, all right, you, you got a deal on the table? Okay, cool. Well, if you want to sign in them, look, Give me like five percent of your whatever you get. I'm gonna pay for your lawyer, so that way you don't. You know what I'm saying? Even if you don't get the mm -hmm. deal, still we good. You know what I'm saying? Like it's certain things that if you got the mind and the business acumen, you you could really do business with a lot of people and, and protect them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of talent out here that I feel like got the talent but don't know the business. And if I can marry the business in the two, it could happen. That's like a yeah. I think that's a big thing with like any creative. It's like oh, they're all creatives, but they don't know the business part. And I, I really appreciate that you said that what you said about um you know the best work comes out of like the lack of resources because you're hitting all these restrictions, yeah. and yeah. I totally get that too. And I know I mean like it's it's I that's I think that's a nice perspective perspective to add. Sorry, go ahead, Jack. Yeah. Well, no, I was just gonna say so. Um... Man, I got a whole catalog of some random shit you said earlier that I have to get back to. But <laughs> let me uh, let me start with the most recent shit. So the way you're talking about your your record label, I feel like it fits into like a interesting like uh, niche type of market. Like I feel like in the marketplace, I feel like you could scoop up a lot of people who are like coming up but haven't really broken through yet, and you could probably make a lot of deals on that level. So are you like? actively scouting out other artists to work with or are you just kind of getting around people and like being like always know? man always i already know i like once i hear somebody i already know what i want to do like i already know what my plan is the thing is i want to be able to have something to offer before i offer it you feel me i feel like i don't want to be like yeah sign to me bro and it's like what am i signing to i'm, I'm coming into if anything, I could have did better on my own than with you. You know what I'm saying? Moving yes. freely. You know what I'm saying? Not that saying I don't have nothing to offer people, but it's like I want to be able to offer more. I want you to be like, nah, you set, bro. You ain't look. We got you. You ain't got to worry about nothing. Just make the music. You got the business aspect. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's all good business and it's all upfront business. It's not no oh, I'm snaking you into this. I'm snaking you into that. Nah, I'm the type that I'm the type that if I get enough capital, I'll literally not even on no like conflict of interest, but I'd be like, yo, bro. Get a matter of fact, I'll pay for your lawyer. This is the goal of my contract. I don't even know this lawyer, but I'll give you the money to pay for it so you could read the contract I'm about to give you so you can sign. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Like that's that's just the type of time I'm on. And like, like I always scout for talent, yo. Like it's talent out here that's <clears throat> I know they hard and I know with the right eye, the right marketing push, they gone. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like and it's and it's steps to that. So and it's, it's coming. Like, my five-year plan has that in there, you know what I'm saying, for the business. So it's just we have to hit certain milestones before we can do that, you know what I'm saying? Because eventually it's going to get to the point where I'm the I'm the liaison and I'm kind of like the middleman. So, like, before they even hit, I'm like, nah, bro, I got you, you know what I'm saying? And now they got to negotiate and talk an even higher number for the artists before they can even get them, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, so it's like, you know, it just, it just takes time and I'm just being patient. Like I said, I'm in the process right now. I'm not really, I already know where I'm headed. It's already written out. Now I'm just doing it step by step and, and just being in the process. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a tricky thing. And so, so one thing that I, I kind of want to pick out of that is, um, so I mean, for the podcast in general, one of our goals is to find tips and tricks and, uh, things that other people who are working on you know, creative pursuits, side hustles, businesses, different things that they can use to sort of help themselves grow or to like sort of, you know, that they can use to do whatever it is that they do. So one of the things that you kind of hooked on to a little bit was the idea of like not wanting to help somebody else out until you had something to help them out with, right? So there's different levels. So I, I have this concept that I talk about all the time. I call it the legitimacy lasagna. 
You feel me? <laughs> like so it's like you got your first layer, you know, you have a thing that you can do. You got another layer, you got a few people that you can work with that can do a different thing. And then, you know, you just keep layering it, layering it, layering it until you have, until you're basically just the full grown version of whatever you were trying to do. But I think a lot of people skip those steps by basically just hustling people all the time. You and I, we know a guy we talked about him before. Big pain in the ass. Would try to promote shows and like steal money and like do all kinds of like ridiculous shit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the music industry in particular is just riddled with these types of people, like just shady, shady folks that like are just like it. it and it's it's so short sighted, but like they're just trying to like get off on like basically just stealing from people. So how do you like find situations like that? How do you avoid situations like that? And uh, how do you let people know that you're like legit? Cause I feel like when you talk about all the things you want to do, I'm like, that's ideal. But then I'm like, but how do you portray that to somebody who gets burned all the time? Cause every person I've ever worked with had like, you know, a relatively normal backstory. And it took a while for me to be like, all right, crazy people, you know? Um, it's just, it's just, Pride yourself. Well, I pride myself on keeping my word. <clears throat> not, like I said, I'm not going to offer something I don't have. So if I offer an artist to a show, I'm not going to just ask you to perform. I'm going to give you some compensation. It might not be the most compensation that you had or what you might be asking for, but it's some compensation. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to make sure yeah, you got some money in your pocket, at least for, you know, $50, $100, something. You know what I'm saying? Because, like I said, I'm still growing as well. But if I could give you that, it's like, you know, that's going to be more down the line if you stick with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I'm not like, like I said, I'm not one of those people that snake people because it's like, yo, it's music at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and that's, and that's, that's, that's one of the main reasons why I created a label too, because I wanted people to feel comfortable with the business, feel secure with the business. It's not just, I'm doing the business for you. I'm going to bring you to the water. It's on you to drink it, but I'm gonna still bring you to the water. Yeah. Like, yo, this is what we do. Yeah. This is these types of deals. This is the percentage you get. This is what points is. You know what I'm saying? This is this is this is what they're talking about when they say a distribution agreement. This is what they're talking about when they say a publishing agreement. This is what they're talking about when they say mechanical royalties. You know what I'm saying? Digital royalties, physical royalties. These are these things. It's not just and 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 that's what cultivates a culture. You know what I'm saying? And that's why like I'm very wise who I bring to the fold because we're teaching too. Like it's not just oh yeah, bro, be a part of the team, and then we're gonna do the bit now. Look, you gotta learn this too because if if in an event that I'm not in here or in an event that something goes on and we need to call Audible, you gotta be just as equipped to fill in the position. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you gotta know because it might be an opportunity for yourself that's offered to you. You gotta be able to read that. You know what I'm saying? And make sure that you ain't being snaked either. So it's like building the education with it. You know what I'm saying? And once people feel like they're learning from you, yo, that's that's when they start to build. They, that's when the trust starts to build. You know. That's the big thing though. So I'm not so much worried about you. Like, I feel like, I feel like you're like one of the wisest, you know, young people I know. I feel like you're like, um, you know, you're like a Dumbledore in his twenties, but like, like the rat. <laughs> like, I'm not worried about you at all. I trust you plenty, but I appreciate but what are, like, are there like, are there like specific, like, cause this is something that I had trouble with. Cause like the thing is, is like, I like to think I'm like pretty wise, but I'm also pretty optimistic. And the thing is, is like I like I like I try people out a lot. Like I try out a lot of different types of people too. <laughs> like people that I probably shouldn't be trying out. Like a lot of times I'll go into a relationship and be like, this is a little sketchy, but let's see what happens. <laughs> so like so I feel like, but you know, over time, like as you get older, you start to develop like a sixth sense for like all kinds of different types of sketchy situations and you start to understand like <laughs> no that's that's not good and so i wonder do you have like are there things that like people in the music industry can tell you that would just set off a red flag like is there something that you could share with like our listeners that might be making music that they can uh, look for? you know what i mean yeah one thing one thing to always know man if somebody's really pressing you to sign a deal and not give you any time that's a red flag right there Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Like, like any if anybody really wants to work with you, they're not gonna press you or rush you to sign a deal. Nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten ten times out of ten. If they're trying to rush you to sign a deal, it's because they know they're trying to snake you. You know what I'm saying? And they don't want you to know. 
They don't want you to be like, they don't want you to find out, you know what I'm saying? Because once you find out, you know you're going to, you know what I'm saying? Of course, you, you, you all, I don't know, you might get angry. You're going to, you know what I'm saying? You're not going to do the deal. So it's like, that's one thing to look out for. Like, I know I had people, like, that's why I always, one thing in the business, I'll wait. I might hit you up three months before my project drop, but just to see what you're talking about and just to see where your head at and what you're trying to offer. If it's some, And then another thing to ask for. So anybody that's serious about their business in this game, always ask for a case study. Always ask for a case study. You're not a real businessman until you have a case study because you have to have proof that this is what I've done, especially in this in this music industry game, yo. You gotta have people, or at least have references that you could call up, and they valid references like, "Yo, yeah, they've done this, that, and the third for me." But case studies, yo, I always ask people for case studies, yo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, that that shows proof of work. That shows okay. When I put my money towards you, you don't you work with these other artists, and this is the results that you you you've brought. You know what I'm saying? So that 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 that's the second thing, man. Uh, you always gotta ask for that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I would say uh. Another thing to look out for, um, these people that try to like offer you like it's kind of like deals or we we you know we we got this opportunity where you got to pay money up front to do oh this. God, don't pay yeah. money up front, bro. Like this, every sketchy person I ever worked with always was trying to work some kind of weird hustle where it was like, hey, you pay a bunch of money up front, and then we'll like kind of flip it out in the back end like a lot of times it was like uh you know pay me like you know 500 pay me a g and i'll set up a tour for you and get you put up in like all these different shows Mm -hmm. it was always and it always ended up being bullshit where you go up to something and there's like you know 10 people there or it's like in some weird spot i mean like allegedly like allegedly you could you could pay to get on billboard you know what i'm saying and that's like the ultimate promo you know what i'm saying it's like who told you that six nine no, I ain't really kind of, kind of <laughs> but that's that's the game though. Like the game is to make you look like you're a star. You know what I'm saying? So certain businesses you could pay to play. You know what I'm saying? And it's cool. Like certain certain services you gonna pay for that world star look. You want to be on the front? Pay, yeah, you gonna pay for that. That's cool. I would pay for that because as an artist, that's making me look good. I know my music's good. I just needed to be on those platforms. I'm gonna pay that bread to get on world star. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna pay that bread to get on shade room. I'm gonna pay that money to get on a uh, lyrical lemonade because I know these are platforms I need to be on because this is where my top consumers are checking. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And from there, yeah. that's when I found Now, I'm not about to pay a thousand dollars for you to say, yeah, we're gonna sit you down with these industry record execs. And it's no, I can meet them on my own. You know what I'm saying? Or, or I'm a, if you pay this bread, I can get you in on the source or this, that, and that. Nah, I'm, I'm good off that. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and I had, you, you, I done met plenty of PRs that, Want you to pay them big bread, but when you ask them for a guarantee, they be like, "I don't know if it's guaranteed." We just send it to them, like, and see if they like. I'm like, nah, like you like. If you had a solid relationship, because the game is built off relationships. If you had a solid relationship with somebody, they're gonna listen to what you say. You know what I'm saying? Or they're gonna trust your ear, especially if if y'all meet on a musical tip. They're gonna trust your ear, so you could pull their coat and be like, "Yo, bro, here," without even having no payment. Yo, bro, just you gotta watch out for him. Yo, you know what I'm saying? But that. That, that that camaraderie is like it's dying out now. You know what I'm saying? People want money for everything now, yo. Like people don't just want to push somebody because like, yo, bro, I respect your grind and I respect your hustle. I want to see you do. I want to see you go far. I push your shit to him. I push your shit to him. You know what I'm saying? I'm thankful for the people in my corner. I'm thankful for the people in my corner that do that though for me. It's some people that do that. I'm not gonna say it's not no good people in the game because it's good people in the game that do that for me. You know what I'm saying? But you know, besides that, it's like, yo, you just gotta be real leery and, and have a keen eye. Yeah. Let's talk, I guess, like, let's talk about the first time you've ever, you know, reached out and paid for the shade. Like, can you talk to me, talk to me more about, you know, how you first got started into like, okay, like, I'm gonna, you know, pay X amount to be to be on this so that I can push myself, you know, can you talk to me about like, I guess the process of that? If mm-hmm. I, I ask many Go questions, ahead. but there. <laughs> right. um, certain things like, uh, like my first pay to play like type of deal, um, it was probably like it was the source. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> my first pay to play deal where I learned that I didn't want it like certain certain things like how I wanted to market myself. Cause so basically I paid 
I got on the source and I got on other blogs and things of that nature, notable blogs. But when I checked each blog and each thing I was posting on, it was the same blur, the same, you know what I'm saying, the same copy and shit. So it was just like, it should look whack. Like, it's not unique. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, nah, that's not even going to work. Like, people people going to see that and be like, oh, yeah, he paid for that shit. It's obvious. You know what I'm saying? So um, I was just like, damn. You know, it was just like that 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 really showed me I was like, you know what? No, nah, we ain't about to pay for this and we ain't about to do stuff like that. We about to do this differently, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, that makes sense. And yeah. I uh well I guess the follow up to that too, because I like listening to you talk, um, how you're able to push other artists, you know, how you're able to pay to play kind of thing. Um, that's the the biggest question I always have. Um Kind of goes back to when i'm talking about like lack of resource lack of money is always like the biggest thing right when i was in school i had to work full-time while i was in school full-time just even fund like my supplies and you know all that stuff uh so you know um and especially that's, i mean that's something for every artist in starting their career you know how are you again getting those resources how are you gonna get uh be able to rent a studio get the recording equipment and having the money to fund that uh so can you talk to me more about like how you're able to kind of like fund you know your career and financially support yourself yeah don't quit your day job you know what i'm saying like you know um you know i do I'm like in my in my daytime, you know what I'm saying, or when I'm Clark Kent <laughs> per se, um, I'm a web designer, you know what I'm saying? So at you know what I'm saying, and that, you know, amongst various other things, you feel me, you know, it's how I come to get my bread to just pay for everything. And everything's out of pocket. So like that's that's another thing I try to tell people, like, yo, you you really have to be disciplined with your money. Like like even right now, I'm on a oodle and noodle diet right now, you know what I'm saying? Not for the fact, and it's not even like it's not even bad now. It's not that I'm broke. It's just because I want to save more money. I have to yeah. discipline myself to save more bread to stay ahead. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, um, it's it's financial discipline as well. A lot of people be thinking, oh, this rapper lifestyle is just, oh yeah, you, you get all the money, you get all the women, you rocking all the jewelry and all that. No, it's not like that, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been doing this for what eleven years now, eleven, yeah, eleven years now. You know what I'm saying? Like. I haven't, the most I've seen, the most money I've seen was off of uh, my single flavor off the jug tape. That was like $700. You know what I'm saying? That was the most money I've seen off of rap. You feel me? So it's like, it's always, it's going to be long times before you actually hit that brick break and, and strive. But once it comes, it comes. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but you got to love for it. You know, you just, you just overcome. You just keep pushing yourself. And um, you just... It's it's a it's like I said it's a love for it, so I don't mind spending my money going to the studio. I'd rather spend my money going to the studio than spend my money on a section at the club or spend my money on some drinks or spend my money. You know what I'm saying? I rather I rather be actually doing something productive and and actually be in my element, yo. I'd rather be drunk in the studio, you know what I'm saying? Or be gassed up in the studio because it way better vibes. You know what I'm saying? Like why yeah. like why why I go go to the club get some women? No, I tell them come over here. You know what I'm saying? Like. We, we we set up the atmosphere, you know what I'm saying? We create all everything, you know? So it's like, it's it's about investing in yourself and having the mind to invest in yourself and not worry about the facades, you know what I'm saying? Like, one of the things, another artist that I listen to, like, right now is Benny the Butcher. One of the things he says, he's like, man, he's like, you know, all these rappers be out here popping bottles when they're in the club trying to prove who the bigger man, or oh, you got the newest shit. He's like, I don't play those games, you know what I'm saying? He's like, I don't play those games at all. He's like, I... I know that I seen that life. I'm not nah. I know what I'm doing. I'm over here with my. I put my money up. You know what I'm saying? Like he's like I know how to stash my money away. You know him. Little baby said the same thing. Like little baby was like yo. Like that's how I got. I got so much money. I could buy so much jewelry and stuff because I put my money away early in the game. He's like when I first started out and I started dropping. Yeah, my stuff going platinum and all that. But I'm only spending about ten thousand a month. You know what I'm saying? Like. I'm on a budget because it's just like I'm so trained to do that because I done came from, you know what I'm saying, nothing. Like, yeah, I might cop some chains here and there, but that's that's very seldom. You know what I'm saying? These are acquired over time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I probably, he said, I probably, before I spend 100000 I probably make a million dollars before I spend the next 100000 You know what I'm saying? Like, so it, it just makes sense, you know? So it's like you just have to discipline yourself for your money. And, like, and, to, like and, and people always like, yeah, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to just do it full time. I'm like, yo. It sound good, 
but it's not wise. Like, you know what I'm saying? You just going out on a limb. Unless you got a plan, like, you about to get into a deal, so you got to quit your job. Like, then that's mm-hmm. a different story. But if if you just going to do it just for the love and think some shit going to pop, nah, you gonna, your emotions going to set in. You going kill to your, kill your love for this shit. That's, that's why I kept my job, too, because, like, man, I, I'm not going to kill my love for this shit just by trying to pursue a dream that I know is real, realistically, like, when you know the business, like, come on now, it's not going to pop like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you got to be real with yourself and know that this is not no no dream. Like, yo, man, if I just bump into this person, I'm going to be rich. Or if I just do this, I'm going to have a lot of a lot of money. Like, it's not, no, man, it's, it's, it's deeper than that. You know what I'm saying? That's it's interesting. It's not a sprint; it's a marathon. You just kind of keep got to keep grinding. Wow, you just said the magical words. Yeah, <laughs> and it's the just magical like, words. It makes me think too about the whole like, don't buy coffee every day for like, and like you know, being disciplined with their money. And I feel like a lot of people don't like hearing that. And it's it's kind of one of those hard truths that even I was just like, yeah, man, I I want my coffee. But as soon as I stop co- like like buying coffee every day, I'm like, well, okay, look, two dollars here, three dollars here that I'm not spending, and the same thing. It's like if you just kind of build up, you know. And it's 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 fun. I mean, I'm on different sides of that. I understand both mm-hmm. sides, but it's it. But I think also, yeah. I mean, as again, someone who is pretty impulsive. I hear that. <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, you can't, you can't have your coffee every day. Just be smart about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Go, actually buy your coffee and brew it yourself. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Brew it yourself. Yeah. Just or, get a cold or like, brew. <laughs> Panera got the um eight dollar unlimited coffee a month. You pay eight dollars a month, you get unlimited coffee. True. Yeah. You know wow. I'm in there. I'm, I'm subscribed. <laughs> he knows that's how. <laughs> yeah, Panera hazelnut coffee is my favorite coffee. You give me that, man. Oh man. You might have a little key to my heart, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Capital yeah. One. Anybody who doesn't know, Capital One for Pete's Coffee, fifty percent off all the time, and their coffee is pretty expensive. But yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, hey, so I got a quick question for you. So, like, now you're talking about you're talking about you know money, which is one of those interesting resources in that it's often scarce. So you're like always looking for ways to get more of it or to save more of it. Mm-hmm. But one resource that a lot of people don't really think about that often is time, because yes. you have so much of it that it, you almost don't always think about how to you know be resourceful with it until you really start running out of it. Mm-hmm. So now you're talking about working a full time job and doing all this other stuff you're doing on the side, and you know trying to make music happen at the same time. So you got like a label, you got the music, you got a full time job. How do you design your life to find the time to do all the things you need to do? That's a really good question, Jack. Um, I'm gonna just give it to you, literal man. Um, so I have a system, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a it's a routine. So every Sunday, I always make like a day to plan and prepare myself. That's Sunday, you know what I'm saying? Before before the week starts. So what I do is, matter of fact, hold on, let me see. So I start off. Shout out to my mom. She bought me this. It's called a passion planner. You know what I'm saying? Hey, there you go. So, you know, and in here, I'll show y'all one page, man, just so y'all see it. But, like, you can plan your whole day, your whole week out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I start off with that. I plan my week out. And it's pretty, like, my Saturdays and Sundays are pretty routine because I have sort of multiple things I do. I just make, yeah, you see? I'm <laughs> out. Yeah, show us yours, Jack. Look at this shit. Jack just got the small notebook with everything in there. He, any notes that come to mind, but I got one of those too. But yeah. that's that's the thing. Like, the, so the three things you're going to need. You're going to need something to plan your time out, you know what I'm saying, and plan your task. You're going to need a task manager to manage your task, you know, and you're going to need something to take notes in on your day-to-day basis. Those are the three things. Yeah. And and the and the, and the calendar, but that falls. Wait, wait, wait. Give, that, give that to us one more time, because I can already see this being like a, a video clip. So just you know, just just really use uh, your sexy voice or some shit on. Yeah, <laughs> What's so, the three things? Are you saying that he doesn't have a sexy voice already, Jack? He's saying, not rude. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta let me know. I don't know. <laughs> the first, the first one is you gotta have something that to plan your time. You know, what I'm saying like a calendar. Okay. Um. I like the passion planner because you can write your tasks, assign time to those tasks, and then assign the time block to those tasks. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, like even like even with this, like in my passion plan is like interview with Culture Snack, like 
90 minutes, you know what I'm saying? And then it has the time I put. So once I have all that, all my, my uh, tasks written out like that with the time next to it, then I put time blocks for it throughout the week or for it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so that's that you have something to, to manage your time and plan your time, you know what I'm saying? And plan your tasks. Then you have something to manage your tasks. So I have a task manager app. It's called OmniFocus. That's why I put everything, you know, and I have a system for that. Like, it's, it, they have an inbox where, like, let's say if you want to go, you think, oh, damn, I got to do this when I get home. I just hit the inbox, type in the task, save it. And then every day I got I got a reoccurring task that says check inbox. So once, like, the next day I'll probably check my inbox and see, oh, okay, I remember I, I had to do that. And I organize it, put it to the project that it needs to go to. You know what I'm saying? So that, no, you got to pay for it. But it's like $80. Wow. But it's a one time. It's a one time wow. purchase. Bro. Oh, okay, gotcha. Is it like yeah. a one time for the whole year? Just a no one time, and then you keep going. Like they update it. You don't have to update with them. Like they 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 offer you. So like if you go to update and you've been rocking with them, they'd give you fifty percent off. But I like it because it's it's kept me organized over the years. Like Did you start getting a Kardashian or something. Why, 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 you you got so much, why you got so much money? It's only eighty dollars, man. One time. $80. I bought, I bought this in like 2013, 2014. You know what I'm saying? So oh it's a software, man. Makes your life easier. And they got they got other apps too that coincide with that app too. That's great. I think that app that app sounds perfect. I'm actually gonna look at it. It's it, what you said. It was called Omni what? Omni Focus. So they got Omni Focus, uh, Omni Graphle. Uh, they, 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 just just look at their whole suite, yo, because you're gonna be like, damn, yo, this is what I need. Like, I'm looking at their other apps. Like, I might use those too, cause it's like time management and task management. They make that shit easy as far as the uh, Omni Focus Group, or oh, mm-hmm. they called the Omni Group. My bad, but yeah. So um, but so you need one plan your time, something to plan your time and plan your tasks. Two, something to manage your tasks. You know what I'm saying? And then three. Something to take notes in and, and keep record of collection, in, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I got like a where my notebook at? Hold on, thank you. Something here, see, I got I took a note, I took a note, a page out of Jack's book, man. So, this right here, everything like it doesn't matter what it is. Like, I just took notes on React.js, I took that, I got treatments in here, I got uh, what I gotta learn for web development, I have. Anything I got ideas, anything I just write it down in here, and then then when I write it down, I organize it. I use Evernote to like type my notes and keep all my notes synchronized. So um, but everything I, what I'm what I'm striving to do with my system now is to have everything written down. Like you know what I'm saying, write it down first. Then from the writing down source, that's when I you know what I'm saying make everything for what I've written down. So if anything were to shut down or all my digital appliances would have go, I have it all on paper written down by hand. Also, there's just something that's such a, there's just something so be, I'm always, I've been a big fan of writing shit down for a long time. And I feel like there's just something that is so like ritualistic mm-hmm. about writing shit down that like, it almost like, it like, it doesn't just like do the like distinct keep track of shit you know, sort of task, it also mm-hmm. focuses you. It like gets you organized or it like gets you in the mindset that you need to be in to take care of the things mm-hmm. that you're writing down. Yeah. And also I was thinking like for my legacy, like for my kids, oh, for my yes. kids, kids, it's like, yo, yes, yes. What, what was granddad on? And then they're going to go through these books and be like, oh shit, yo, granddad was coding. Like, oh shit, granddad was really had some radical ideas, you know what I'm saying? But it gives them and then it's like you see it in your handwriting. It's not like it's a document on, you know what I'm saying, a Word document or a PDF or some shit. It's actual yeah, it's handwriting. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, just to just to have I leave a legacy for my kids, man. You know what I'm saying? You keeping you keeping a lot of them. I have a whole shoebox. I have a whole shoebox full of books from like because I started doing this shit in like 2000. I mean, I don't do the the plan or the timing thing. I need to start doing that, but like. I've been keeping all these notes since like 2013. I have all oh, my yeah. planners, all my sketchbooks. Yeah. Yeah, like I got like I just got that. Like it's it's I just got a lot of shit, man. I like I just keep like 
drawings. I have a, a, a book like where I do my sketches too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, Cause like, especially like now what I'm getting into, I'm getting into app development. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, you, you have to sketch, you know what I'm saying? You have to have a, a mental picture of what you want to do and, and a marker, but it all comes from sketching it down. Like, it just feels good when you got everything written down because it feels like everything is coming from you. It's not a digital piece. I could type yeah. something and you could type something and it'll look the same. But if I draw something, you draw something, it's going to look different. If I write something, you write something, it's going to look different. So this is all the things coming from me, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. God, I feel like I feel like that's like... I don't know, Jim, do you have another question? I feel like this was a meaty ass piece of information. I can go play. on all night, okay? <laughs> but again, time is a commodity and I was gonna say time. You know, <laughs> um Era, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. This has been absolutely fantastic. I feel like you dropped a lot of really incredible information on us. Um, I've got some Googling to do immediately after this. <laughs> That's how I know it was a good podcast. Um, and uh, to all the listeners, thanks for listening. Um, you can follow Working On It on Instagram at WOI underscore podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on our show and uh, hear what you like and what you'd like to hear more of. So please give us a rate and review uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Mm -hmm. uh, you can follow me at golden underscore baby underscore Jack. And uh, as always, you can follow Culture Snack Media at Culture Snack Media <laughs> and on Twitter at Cult Snack Media. I ran out of letters. Y'all know this. I told you. <laughs> you said it every episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> I told y'all You already know. That's the podcasting network. Go check that shit out. Uh, Gemma, where can we find you? You can find me at J-E-M-M-A dot D-I-L-A-G. And of course, before we wrap up, Era, where can we find you? Where can we find you? You can <laughs> find me everywhere. Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal. You just search Era Hardaway. You can just Google Era Hardaway. You can find me, but, you know, Instagram. But Instagram at Ever Hardaway, Twitter at Ever Hardaway, um, everhardaway.com. Um, that's where you can find my music, my merch, upcoming shows, all information. Ever Hardaway is at everhardaway.com. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, man. This has been Thank great. you again. All, all right. right. Peace, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.